We talked about qualities of winners and how they're able to be adaptable and take full responsibility for their success and their failures and take 100% ownership of that success. And why that's so important is because as soon as one of those things goes wrong, you're gonna crumble. And I don't want you to crumble. I just think it's super important to continue to be adaptable as a, a leader and as a high achiever and for the things that you are pursuing because the only thing constant is that everything is changing. <laughs> and it's just, it is the way that it is. What's up everybody? In this episode, I'm going to be giving you like town hall update of how pageants have changed in 2023 going into 2024 because they definitely have. So let's just dive right on in. This is going to be a quicker episode because I got a lot to get through, but a short amount of time. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is what I've noticed is that Still, a lot of people at the national level have no idea what they're doing. There have been a ton of changes in general, and my frustration is, from a CEO standpoint, is why are we making major decision changes a month or a month and a half before major national competitions? So for anybody else that is on that train of grieving with me, <laughs> we I just want to let you guys know that it's an interesting season, and I'm just so grateful that we have clients all over the country and ones that are obviously going to the national pageants so that for the state pageant girlies that are coming up next year, we can make those adjustments as quickly as possible. So the biggest thing that I wanted to point out here is that more than ever, it's it's just important to be adaptable. It's important to know your storylines. We call them super stories and super important to know your brand and to be working on those things so that when we do have paperwork changes or we do have outfit changes or these different things, you know yourself and you know what you're there to do and you know your mission so well that you are able to make quick adjustments without freaking out. Now, on top of that, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to the last three episodes that I talked about because we talked about how to make informed decisions. We talked about qualities of winners and how they're able to be adaptable and take full responsibility for their success and their failures. They don't put their success or failure into their coach, their mentor, these different people. They work with them, but they take 100% ownership of that success. And why that's so important is because when crap hits the fan and when things need to be adjusted, if you're so married to this dress is going to be the thing that makes me win or this type of paperwork is going to make me the thing that makes me win rather than you and your brand and your message and your mission and the charisma that you carry and your purpose, then as soon as one of those things goes wrong, you're going to crumble. And I don't want you to crumble. So adaptability, and I know that's like a broken record, just like be relatable, but I would encourage you to really study that out and really study the, the qualities and the personal development attributes of a leader who is able to not emotionally react when crap hits the fan. And let me tell you, I, I've had to learn this in my own life. It's something that I still have to learn all the time, right? Because I'm running five businesses. And so it's like something is breaking at least once a month and somewhere as we grow. And so I'm just so grateful for my team and I'm grateful for my husband and my relationship with the Lord where I'm able to take a step back and say, okay, we're not going to freak out. We're not just going to act in our soul and our flesh right now. And you know what? We've been through things like this before. What muscle, what lesson, what thing do I need to learn here? And then what decisions need to be made and how can I make an informed decision like we talked about two weeks ago? So I even take myself through that process consistently and giving yourself the grace to know that like you're going to make mistakes. Other people are going to make mistakes. Leaders are going to make mistakes. Everybody's trying their best, but sometimes those things affect you in a way that make you want to freak out, right? Or trigger you in some way. And so 
I just think it's super important to continue to be adaptable as a, a leader and as a high achiever and for the things that you are pursuing because the only thing constant is that everything is changing. <laughs> and it's just, it is the way that it is. The second thing that I'm noticing that's interesting is that some pageants, not all pageants, but some pageants seem to be moving a little bit away from direct political questions, which is interesting. So who knows if they'll be back again towards the end of 2024. We don't know. But in general, what I'm noticing right now is that a lot more onstage questions are focused towards, I would say, platform, pillar, general women's empowerment, and general organizational marketing. I think that um, just speaking from the, the core ones in America, I think Miss America has adopted a lot of things from USA this year in terms of their types of onstage questions and trying to make their girls be Miss USA-like in terms of having a very clear brand identity. And then I think USA has taken some things from America. You know, they upped their interview to 50%, which was a bold move, which I'm like, I wish when I was competing, right? And have definitely taken more of a holistic approach in terms of highlighting women's careers more than just their walks on stage, to be completely frank. So it's an interesting time. In my personal opinion, I think that Miss USA was better than it's been in years. I've heard overall that the ladies who competed really, really enjoyed themselves. And then obviously Miss USA got rid of their age requirements where you can be 117 years old and still be competing. So that'll be very interesting to see as we're rolling up into really the time of state over the next two months to see who wins for the next year. At the time of this recording, Miss Universe is next week, so we'll see what happens because obviously there's some stuff going on at the Miss Universe level. If you guys didn't hear, Miss Universe, the entity that owns Miss Universe filed for a type of bankruptcy. I read more into it. It doesn't mean that they're bankrupt. It means that they are bankrupting a portion of their companies so that they can get investors paid back quicker. Now, I'm not sure if that's a load of BS. I mean, I was trying to look into that if it's just like, you know, business jargon and things like that. Because I know there are tons of different types of bankruptcy. There's all, I mean, personal bankruptcy is different than business bankruptcy, these different things. I'm not a lawyer, but the owner of the Miss Universe organization did put out a statement about their company. So I would encourage you to go look at their Instagram to look more into that. And so that's going on. And the other thing that I found very peculiar, and I'm not like a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this at all, but like, why was the Miss Universe that was the current Miss USA not involved in Miss USA at all and did not make a single appearance. That was very weird to me, like very weird to me. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there, but I love our new Miss USA. I'm super excited for her to compete at Miss Universe. And I have some other friends that are competing in other global pageants like Global USA. And gosh, now my, my brain's drawing a blank, but the other humongous one that was just in, was it Thailand or Vietnam? I forget, that's like three weeks long. And USA has been crushing it. It's the fastest growing international pageant. And gosh, I can't think about it. I can see everyone's faces, but maybe you guys can shoot me a DM on um, Instagram to remind me. But there, I, I'm, I'm excited that, that even in America, people are expanding their territory beyond America, USA, and volunteer. I think that there are so many other combination pageants that have incredible prize packages that are international pageants where... Honestly, you get to do even more fun things and you get to experience different cultures and different countries. Like if I was redoing my 20s, you guys, and I could go to these other international pageants and get to compete for 
three weeks and meet thousands of people and represent the United States in these pageants, I absolutely positively would have done it because it just looks like so much fun. And it's like USA on steroids. So those are the biggest things that I'm noticing right now. I think overall, if I was competing right now, I would absolutely be focusing not just on social media, but like the why behind your social media. Like, do you have a very clear point of view? Do you have a very clear objective? Do you have a very clear plan of marketing yourself to stand out from the rest? Like, it's not enough just to be pretty with a great walk anymore. You have to have a point of view and they really are expecting in any pageant for you to be able to clearly communicate your mission and your ideas and to have a very clear legacy that you want to leave as Miss Whatever because they're, they, you know, it's, they put you in a box where it's like, okay, you're the this girl, you're the this girl, you're the this girl. And if it's confusing to you, it's certainly confusing to the judges. If you don't know how to say, who am I, what do I do, why am I here, why should I win in one minute or less, and you don't have that down, imagine a judge who has no idea who you are, maybe reading a little piece of paperwork. And in some, you know, competitions, the paperwork is abysmal. It's like literally three questions and three sentences. And then there's 200 of you competing. Like, how are you going to stand out when you only have a two-minute interview, a three-minute interview, a five-minute interview against 50, 80, 200 other girls when you don't even know how to elicit your brand identity, who you are, your marketing message, and your stories, and really get vulnerable that quickly to dive deep and let them know who you are and connect emotionally in two minutes or in one minute, right? So if I am in more of a USA competition with a shorter interview, I would heavily focus on how to become that storyteller that can tell things on a docket, have that 30-second internal timer where you know how to go super deep with people. And the hard thing is that does take a vulnerability when you haven't built trust yet, but you got to do it the second that you walk in the door. Like you've got to have your points ready, you know, and you, you have to know how to be in control of that interview. And that, I mean, talking about all the things we talked about last week, right? How to be dominant, how to be open, how to be expressive, how to have that it factor, even when you don't feel like it. And that starts with practicing that in your own life. And then on the America side, I really do, and and volunteer, I would put in that category as well. They're really looking for that it girl, that girl next door, that girl who can do everything, a career woman who also has goals and aspirations in the arts of some kind. I think on the volunteer side specifically, America's a little bit done away with that, with the her story and stuff. But a very clear point of view, a very clear mission for how you want to expand your CSI. And last thing that I'm going to say is I've heard in the grapevine that Miss America is changing back to the word platform. And as of yesterday, they are still delegates, not contestants, not candidates. They're delegates. What's the difference? Who cares? I don't know. Why don't we just call everybody a contestant? I don't know. But apparently, platform is coming back, which is kind of exciting in my personal opinion. So that's kind of my town hall update. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have other topics that you want us to specifically talk about, something kind of fun. We have a new software that's going to be rolled out on our website very soon where you guys can literally submit questions on a weekly basis, which will be super fun. So you can go to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash podcast. And then there will be a little portion of our site where you can actually audio message your question and I can play it like we're on the radio or you can type it in as well. As always, I want to let you guys know what's coming up next. So December 12th, we have our amazing Place Hire workshop, which you guys can sign up for below. That's going to teach you my secrets to placing hire, as well as tell you a little bit more about our Pageant Academy, which is our only
only opportunity for a one-year mentorship from me and where you get all of our courses, pretty much everything we've ever sold, you get access to it. And it's a one-year subscription to all the good stuff as well as constant communication with me and some group coaching sessions inside of a really small, beautiful cohort where you can grow together in an accountability group with people with similar goals as you. So it's my favorite time of year. We only accept two classes a year, and then you'll have to wait again till October of 2024, which is a very long time. So don't wait. I can't wait to see you on the other side. Just click all the links below and feel free to shoot us a five-star review if this podcast has been helpful for you and a blessing in your life. Okay, guys, I'll see you next week.